0: Even just in the Beijing as a city, you can find like uh, three hundred thirty million people, or yeah, 22, 22 million people living here uh, 22 regularly. Me-
1: 22 million people living in Beijing?
0: Yeah, 22. Can you wow. imagine that?
1: And do you know
2: all of them?
0: Uh, I wish I could.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Improv Interviews with Margot Escott, A psychotherapist in Naples, Florida, who is using her 35 years of experience to develop improvisation programs, benefiting and improving the lives of those with emotional and physical challenges. Improv Interviews brings together the world's leading improvisational theater masters, founders, and innovators who are using improvisation therapeutically in unique and surprising ways. With great guests that include legends like Ed Asner and Aretha Sills, you're sure to learn something new about improvisation. This is Improv Interviews with your host, Margot Escott. Well, I'm introducing you today for Improv Interviews, and this is Sheng Zheng from
1: Beijing, China. And so yeah. I'm so happy to speak with you and meet you. I, I saw you at some uh, podcast for... Um, and. and meetings for Bi, Bi pop, and he's a professional improviser and we're going to learn all about his story today and I'm very grateful that you're here. So tell me a little about yourself. Let's start with your childhood and family. Um, did, were you from Beijing originally or a village outside?
0: Yeah, I grew up uh, in a very small town uh, in Sichuan province and also another province like Kanshu province. So I was born in a very Very small uh, town. And uh, uh, then I, but I originally, my father come from a a relatively big city in uh, uh, Chengdu, which is uh, very famous as a panda and hot pot. Uh, So I was brought into a very um, uh, small town and Mm -hmm. moved to the north of Sichuan province. Uh, and I have no idea about uh, what improv is or even drama. We don't have those kind of classes. And then uh, I I, I grow up in a very traditional way. Like uh, you have a discipline in the school, and people evaluate you, criticize you, usually to be evaluated by the like uh, scores. And uh, the very bad thing in the traditional uh, school education is that. Uh, uh, you are good because your school, your score is very good, and your score will be listed publicly and publicized to all the kids, children, and all the parents. Uh, they say, okay, my kid score get higher score than your kid, so like uh, they're like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so it's 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 a very anti anti improvisation principle environment. Uh, years later, I figure out, so I really don't like it. And uh, as me. I'm very active in the classroom. And uh, I ask a lot of curious questions. Uh, sometimes I questioned the teachers <laughs> or the books year. and uh, but they, they just uh, they threw me outside of the classroom. Say, oh stop, <laughs> listen to me as uh, those teachers are doing that. So I start thinking something wrong about this. So that's kind of my childhood story.
1: Wow. That's fantastic. <laughs> that is fantastic. Something's wrong here. I agree with you. Something is wrong with most education systems, but to have your grades publicized, that's a little scary yeah. thought. And then have bragging parties about whose son is that's better. Right. Yeah. Um, so you went on to a university. I'm not sure about the systems that you use there um, in terms of education. What, what happened after you got Was your family, um, what kind of family you have? Many brothers and sisters? Um, did you have a lot of family around you growing up?
0: My, uh, I have a sister, uh, uh, that's a very great question. Uh, my younger sister is the opposite side of me. <laughs> she she's got, she can get a very high score. She's very perfect in the performance in studying. She's very quiet. She listens to the each word of the uh, teachers. She never questions the teacher's authority. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know how painful I am?
2: <laughs> <laughs> so
0: like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> so he had the improv spirit very young. Yeah,
0: <laughs> he yeah, had the yeah, that's spirit, right. just
1: not the knowledge, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So so we uh, and then uh, my father is a kind of a very serious person uh, uh, he's very kind to me in heart. He never expressed his love to me in front of me. So he's very serious and take care of our whole family uh but there's like a, some like a distance between me and my father uh, and, and uh, my my mother uh, she took care of all the family's um business I mean like uh like a cooking or do all the things for us and uh, uh and I feel like uh, uh we we are not so closely connected to each other, but yeah, we love each other, but uh, we are finding a way of expressing our emotion, uh, sharing the enjoyment, uh, but there's something missing over there. So there are kind of like inner, you know, um, inner side, yeah, inner side uh, uh, kind of uh, the uh, personalities. Um, and uh, uh, so that's my family. So I also, uh, after uh, uh, high school, I went to university. Uh, I st- started the uh, electronic engineering, uh, which is a very scientific, um, uh, I mean, very straight away. Uh, like I got a very uh, strict uh, training in the school, mm-hmm. uh, in the university, yeah. to be trained to be an engineer for that. Yeah.
1: Very analytical. Uh,
0: that's for a job.
1: Okay, so then, um and you moved away from home then?
0: So- yeah, I moved to the big city, my hometown, uh, Chengdu city. So that really opened my eyes because I see so many different people uh, who still can uh, like uh, can grow up uh, in di- from different backgrounds. so uh, therefore, I feel more freedom. Because uh, you can read the books you like, uh, you can ask questions you like, you can question others in a university.
1: So is that where you were introduced to drama
0: or improv? What came first for you? Uh, in the whole university life, I had never, I had no chance uh, to get to know the drama. I'm uh-huh. sure in Chengdu city, which is really big city, and uh, there are few people can access the theater. Very few people. Right. Uh, back to the Uh, if you are in China, if you want to access theater, or you only have to go to Beijing or Shanghai, those big cities, international right. cities. Right. Yeah. And we don't have the drama education, even drama society uh, clubs in the university. So. After graduating from the uh, university, I went to um, uh, I went to uh, working for an American company, uh, which called uh, which is called uh, Lucent Technologies. Now has been purchased by other companies. So I've been working there in another city. Then I moved to Beijing uh, in 2008, okay. and then I I get access to the improv uh, society, which has been uh, started by. Um, uh, Jonathan Party, who has studied uh, improv in Stanford University. Mm-hmm. So I joined the community. I enjoy improv a lot, and I started my uh, own drama uh, uh, improv uh, troop uh, since 2010. And then, like uh, we just started doing bilingual because most uh, uh, players are from different uh, uh, countries.
1: Yeah. Oh, really? So what what language do you use?
0: Uh, we use uh, uh, Mandarin, English, uh, gibberish, uh, Polish, <laughs> because there are some people are from Polish. So uh, also, in, uh, also uh, like, uh, as well as other, like, uh, uh, countries. So, so it's very diversity. That's great. It's kind of like a very diversity, diversified uh, city. You can find different people from different backgrounds.
1: That's incredible. And, um, yeah, I love the diversity because we're talking more and more about inclusion and diversity now. It's become an, a topic in improv, and uh, that's incredible. So but somehow you got to the U.S. Tell me about what happened there. How would you end up coming to the U.S.?
0: Well, uh, 2008, I've been working in, uh, uh, been working in, in, in like, uh, the American company for quite a long time. Uh, and then I get access to the improv and, uh, in 2014, uh, I, I told myself I have to stop my career as being an engineer, uh, because I performs a lot and I, I, like that's be so enjoyable moment for me. So I changed my, my whole, uh, career path. Uh, and I, I finished my job. I mean, just, I quit my job after working for like, uh, 11, I think it's 13 years. For same company, so so I uh, and then I started uh, teaching kids, and I met uh, a professor uh, from Duke University. So and then uh, he, I, I, I asked him said if I can go to Duke University for studying drama and uh, improv with, for you with you, and he said yes, why not? And I bought a ticket oh, wow. and I fly to lost kind of Carolina. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Was't that great now was that a bit of a culture shock? had you been out of China prior to that? Yeah yeah,
0: yeah. Was, was your and that, like that's the first uh, that's not the first time for me to get to the US because okay. when I was uh, working in a US company I, I went to Chicago and other Boston quite many times but I didn't know uh, there's kind like improv over there <laughs> so I didn't know that so but uh, in 2014 like that's really opened my eyes. And then I studied with uh the professor in Duke uh for like uh, uh for maybe two months and I fly to new uh Boston uh being invited by a friend uh in Harvard. So I performed uh, uh, improvisely for uh uh for the uh for a program. Uh it's called the story of the library. So wow. Yeah, it's uh, the memory of the library, because the library can remain a lot of people's memory. So it's like a kind of lot of interviews, back, uh, interviews, recording. So I just performed in the Harvard campus. Like campus, uh, but it's very physical performance and movement so in front the... of the library and inside the library. So we sneak into the
1: <laughs> other okay? library. Is it all improvised, though? I wasn't quite, is it's, it all improvised? Uh, it, okay. But, and, and then please. at Harvard, right? At Harvard in Boston? Wow, that yeah, is yeah, incredible. Yeah. That's beautiful. And then,
0: yeah, and then my friend uh, uh, asked me to give a, uh, give a, uh, give a, uh, like, a improv workshop. I said, okay, yeah, I can do that in Boston. And uh, he, he, she took me to a prison the next day. I thought, oh, really, <laughs> Into the prison. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not typical prison. It's uh, for the people. I don't know how to call it. It's for the people who are ready to go to the society, back to the society, uh-huh. but they're still are under the custody. Like uh, they have to, like you have to the electricity tracker, tracker on their legs, so they have to be tracked. Right. So my purpose uh, is to bring them back to the, like a normal social behavior. So uh, I teach some like improv games, uh, yes and uh, through the ball, uh, give and take. It's very well, real, spawning mm-hmm. games. And uh, uh, I'm a tree. And uh, it's I very impressive, like,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's very impressive. Like uh, uh, in the beginning of the workshop, it's like I'm a tree, I'm an apple, it's very normal. Uh, when the printers just jumping, and, uh, and uh, it's like uh, the direction change away. Like uh, some people jump in and say, uh, uh, I'm a criminal. And uh, some people say, ah, oh, I'm a policeman. And some people, I'm a pistol of the policeman. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay.
2: <laughs> like it's, they are
0: representing their life, like very truthfully. Wow. And then I jump in, I said, uh, okay. Uh, uh, I said, uh, I just attach, uh, stay closely uh, to the, uh, uh, to the pre- criminal asset, I'm your, uh, I'm your, uh, uh, how say, um, I'm your kind heart. Yeah. You have heart beating. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, just, uh, the workshop is like, a, uh, uh, like a one number and, uh, happening in the prison. And uh, it's, it's, it's very cool to me. astonishing." Stally- now-
1: <laughs> I bet it was. And I have some friends like, you know, Dave Rozowski. Have you studied with Dave Rzowski as well? Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and and I think he got it, one of his beginning jobs was working in prisons. So, um, you know, you got a captive audience as they say. Now, was that a one-time workshop or did you go back again and?
0: Yeah, it's one time um, because I stayed in Boston for like, uh, just for a couple of days. Yeah, but this ongoing program uh, conducted by my friend in Harvard. So, yeah, yeah, yeah I think perfect. they are, yeah. And then I went to New York for studying mega theater. And then I come back to China. And then I went to London the next year, maybe not next year. I studied with Keith Johnstone. Uh, yeah, oh, it's, wonderful. It's, how that? wonderful.
1: How was that, that experience? Tell me about that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, like, you know, the key like, is like the guard, like in, in, in improv theater, especially uh, like uh, for the people who are from China. So we read his book, we studied his games. Uh, we never know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> but he's such a very approachable people. Uh, he, he was old, like in 2016, uh, 2000, uh, yeah, 16, he was, uh, uh, 15, yeah, he was old. But uh he 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 uh he told uh, he told a lot of stories yeah he gave a lot of lectures uh, in a workshop and uh, we play a lot so that's really uh triggered me uh to to really find uh what this is and uh, uh and uh gave me very uh some like really uh concepts which i don't understand i didn't understand before
2: mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and then 2016, I come back to uh, uh, Chicago. Yeah, uh, for uh, studying uh, IO, uh, I met with Shana Happen uh-huh. uh, and other great teachers. So it's an intensive program. Uh, study Harvard, uh, and then come back. And then I 2018, I I went to uh, I went to Paris for like a conference. We are a lot of yeah. trainers for state haters, yeah. Wonderful. So, yeah, you're a member
1: of AIN, Applied Improv Network, for people who don't know. And so what was that Paris conference like? I bet it was wonderful.
0: Yeah, that was really wonderful. Um, I met some, like, great teachers. I even gave a workshop uh, uh, to some, like, experienced uh, trainers. And... Uh, wow, what was that like? So that... What, what was that, that gave me a very that gave me a very direct experience that like how you use improv to teach like a trainers or like a very uh, professional, uh, teachers. So, so, and uh, that uh, made me think of being a professional apply improv, uh, professional apply, improvis- uh, improvisation practitioner means like you are using, uh, apply improv for your training and your, uh, teaching. Before I just uh, teach in the schools, like uh, teach improv uh, I- itself. But after that, I, I I changed my career to be more professional uh, improvisation, uh, like a facilitator, I like a teacher, like for uh, teaching more, uh, helping people to solve their problems. That's
1: beautiful. Yeah, this like a
0: yeah, it's beautiful. a big change for me. Yeah, That's
1: beautiful. So then you. Now did you go to second city as well or or i o oh, was your Chicago?
0: Yeah,
1: and what did you do yeah. in Second city? Uh,
0: yeah, it's uh, it's a five weeks uh, program, and uh, in a five weeks program, we are uh, uh, we are trained to uh, from like a zero experience uh, to you are able to uh, build up ensemble and uh, perform like half a half an hour. Uh, and uh, performance in the end, yeah, totally like improvised. <laughs> oh.
1: And, and uh, did you have any wonderful, but you had some wonderful teachers there. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. it is indeed. And uh, there's like a what teacher always uh, shot at me, say, hey, uh, you have to give up, give up your thoughts because in my character, I always hold on my position or my point of view. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I say why? What? What is like? Uh, like uh, I have to give up my per, uh, like uh, my point of view, and uh, really like uh, surrender, yeah. Because, and then like uh, later on, I just figure out, yeah, you have to really be really adaptable and to really be listening to the others, uh, to be really like a change how you behave according to the others' uh, offers. So so it's really uh, interesting. And also, I performed with um, uh, like uh, uh, people who are from like uh, eleven different cultures. I think, uh, yeah, eleven different cultures, different language. They are using their own language. I'm using my language, and uh, uh, that's fantastic. It's it's I come back again. It's like a diversity. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. right, And so nobody's, people aren't understanding the words, but you've got the gestures and the facial and everything. It's like doing gibberish almost. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. Okay. That is yeah, so yeah, far yeah. off. But when you went, by the time you went to Second City, you weren't a beginner anymore, but you took the beginning classes and all that, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's from level one to level five. So yeah, yeah, yeah. The most important thing is that uh, improv can bring different people together. I mean, different uh, culture, different background, different languages, no matter what.
1: Oh, absolutely. I agree. I work with people from a range of different kind of people. I'm a therapist. so I work with people with Parkinson's disease and movement disorders and care partners because I'm really interested in health and anxiety. And you're just moving at 100 miles an hour, 1,000 miles an hour. Hey, Superhero improviser. So did you go back to the States again after Second City? When um, What were some other places you studied at?
0: Oh, yeah. I went back to um, uh, 2000, um, uh, 2019. Uh, 2019. I went back to New York for another conference, at AIN. So, yeah, it's, Tony,
1: it's Stony Brook where Alan Alda and Aretha Sills spoke.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Arisa, I, I met Aretha over there uh also i i, I met uh, uh, with uh I made friends with uh, 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 with Maria rich uh case in um, uh, from eastside institute uh yeah. so so they introduced me their big project the star uh star program yeah star project right means like uh, they are uh, training uh the Uh, the the people who are from poor neighborhoods in New York. Yes, yes. And uh, make a stage for them and ask him to perform. And uh, it took me for a while for understanding their uh, methodology for like a performing psychology development uh, approach. Mm -hmm. I think this is really wonderful. It's really wonderful. Like uh, they have very like a strong background. Now I'm still studying with um, Louis Hossman. Uh, the great master for uh, performing psychology and environmental. I'm
1: sorry, who uh, was that again? Therapy. What was that name?
0: Uh, uh Louis Hausman. Uh, okay. he who is the founder of, uh, of um, uh social, social social therapy, social therapy. Uh, he is also she is also the director of the Insight Institute. Okay. So those are great. Yeah. And and uh, 2020, you know, the pandemic. Uh, first happening in in China, Wuhan. So in on January and uh, end of January, uh, they shut down the the cities, uh, uh, city of the Wuhan, and we are really in a like a panic. So my first reaction is that uh, would I could I use uh, improv to connect people together. So I invited the um, uh, reach uh, for teaching workshop and other improv teachers as well. So uh, I do it myself, I, uh, I, I, I post, a, I, I make a post in the uh, AIN uh, Facebook uh, in AI work, a lot of people replied, a lot of suggestions, how would you do improv online? Because before that, uh, we think we couldn't do it online. Right. Nobody <laughs> thinks it could be <laughs> we It works, it works very well.
1: It works and, uh, well.
0: Yeah, and uh, uh, Mary Rich come to teach a workshop and Kathy Sanity uh, come to teach a workshop. And uh, uh, in the workshop, uh, we, we made really beautiful poems about uh, uh, the pandemic uh, or the, uh, the, uh, the mask, uh, the, the, the maybe uh, the poems for the people who are really uh, working in the hospital the doctors, um, the nurses, uh, and we have a really beautiful uh, poem about uh, the love can tra- travel faster than uh, virus. So, so right. it was great. And that's, that was a very special day, uh, February 6th last year, which is a day our uh, dear um, uh, doctor in the hospital, uh pass away like he is uh he was the first person to tell the people that uh, oh this is some serious virus and uh at that time uh the 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 information was controlled by uh the hospital in order to not to avoid of some like a really um um uh to avoid uh, of being uh to put people on a like a and panic but uh, we call it like an art person, like a, but he was the first person uh, uh, to uh, tell others this is a really serious virus. But he died because of he he got infected. Wow, yeah. So that was very like uh uh sadly for all the people in China. uh, uh that workshop is like uh, we have um, more than eighty people to join participate and our same when we are doing like an emotion exercise and uh Cassie said it ask uh, what emotion we want to perform and everyone said uh, angry wow. angry because yeah. Yeah. we mourn for the the death of the doctor in the hospital whose name is uh, um uh Zhang uh, uh whose name is uh Zhang Wenhong uh, yeah, let me, let me double check, let me double check. Uh, I'll send you his name later on, yeah. But it's very emotional moment.
2: Right,
1: I think I saw some poems on, on your site. I'm pretty sure I thought I saw some poems on your on your Facebook.
0: Oh, I, I remember the doctor's name is uh, Li Wenhong. Uh, yeah, he's, a, he's the first person who said, uh, okay, this is really serious virus, we have to... Uh, alert the government, the school, the public, right. the society. But nobody listened to him.
1: No one listened to him. That's like in this country, we had people not giving out the truth. It was pretty bad. Um, it's getting better. Have How has it been for you personally with the pandemic? Outside of your teeth uh, and your, your, you know, your joy with improv, how, how has it affected you as a person, as a man?
0: Yeah, uh, uh, I started a lot of uh, improv workshops and online courses. Uh, I invite uh, um, uh, Gary Schatz, uh, David Roski, a um, uh, lot, uh, Joe Bill, a lot of great improv uh-huh. teachers to teach us online. Yeah.
1: So that's the that's the great part of it. Have you are you in a shutdown situation right now, or what's your uh, ability to to go out of your home? What's it like there now?
0: Yeah, we 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 are uh, slowly uh, open up uh, since uh, May, and uh, now we are pretty much flexible. Uh, well, uh, since last uh, since last December, and we find some cases, so uh, so lots of people being being checked. Uh, uh, and uh, now, but we can go any places right now, like uh, no problem. But the only thing is that you needed to uh, have the record, like uh, you have the record code, like saying that uh, this is a green code, so you can go anywhere, but you have been checked. Or if you go out, leave Beijing, like my city, you have to go to hospital to have the check and then Hold that chat paper, and you can go anywhere you want. Oh, that's
2: uh, a great
0: idea. I think it, yeah, it's pretty be controlled right now, well managed.
1: So, are are theaters opening up again?
0: Uh, uh movie theater, yes. Um, uh, the only thing is that uh, they would control the the, 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 the number, like uh, right. You right. have maybe half, yeah, half okay. numbers to participate, yeah.
1: So um, this has been a, a year because it is a year now of invention and, and creation and learning how to use Zoom. And some people are actually developing some other platforms that we can do more things with uh, with this Zoom and other other things like that. So you're you're basically going into corporate places and teaching improv there. Is that what you're doing today or can you tell me exactly not exactly but what you're doing right now?
0: I'm doing, I'm, uh, I'm building uh, like a, a community that's really people who want to use improv or apply improv or like uh, Louis Hoffman like uh, social therapy, uh, performing psychology for their work. So I mainly focused on uh, trainer trainers, uh, uh, teachers in school and uh, maybe the, the team leaders in the company. Uh, I mainly focus on this.
1: And are you teaching classes that international people from different parts of the world, like the states and London, and you know, do you teach classes that people can come in from all over the world?
0: Uh, occasionally, Casey uh, Sallet has uh, founded uh, the the Global Play Brigade, and they are have having some like a uh, uh, regular international classes uh, uh, or workshops uh, uh, and open to all. Sometimes I'll be a facilitator over there uh, to facilitate the people who are from different places. Yeah.
1: That's great. And he's still working on community outreach, even though you're inside a lot. He's working on making it accessible to children and people who wouldn't be able to know about it otherwise? Are you involved in any projects like that?
2: Uh,
0: yes, I've been uh, invited in uh, uh, middle school for teaching uh, students um, who are very interested in the uh, social issues and how we like use performance or improv for address addressing those social issues. Uh, for example, bullying, like bullying in the school right. or like uh, environment problems. <laughs> we can address that. We can talk about that. And yeah.
1: So um, have you ever studied Boel, Augusto Boel, Theatre of the Oppressed?
0: Uh, I heard that, uh, I, ha- I haven't uh, studied that, but I read some something uh, like in the, in, in, the, in the books, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think it's, I'm gonna be interviewing a lady, actually, uh, I don't know if you know Will Luria, Will from Improv Boston and Sarasota. He's been an active member of BIPOC as well, but his wife is a very knowledgeable um, theater of the oppressed scholar. I'll be interviewing her in a week or so. And especially when dealing with cultural and social issues, it's the best. I just love it. I have only taken a little bit of it, but it's really great for social consciousness, I think, <clears throat> exploring issues that way. So if you have a chance, you sound like you're very busy, but you still take classes. Do you still take classes?
0: Uh, yeah, I still taking classes from the international classes. Like uh, uh, I, went, uh, I I registered the, for Louis Hoffman's uh, Performing Psychology. Uh, international class and also um, uh we have very interesting conversations <clears throat> and also like uh some classes from uh from the uh uk uh like hoopla and also the nursery uh nursery uh so so those are for like improv uh classes.
1: Have you ever uh, you
0: been- mentioned like a if you mention those like uh, two teachers, if they have like classes, I really like interested in signing off and participate.
1: You said the nursery, right? The nursery?
0: Yeah. The yeah. nursery. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Great classes there. Have you ever visited Extreme Improv or seen them? No, I haven't. They're in London. I haven't heard. Yeah. They um, they have drop-ins and they do pretty fast paced um Games And it's really fun. I mean, it's really fun. And there's a lot of fun people there. Extreme improv. And then um, Emma Bird's group in Liverpool. Uh, I'm forgetting the name of it right now, but she's a lot of fun as well. So, yeah, there's so many great teachers exploding right now. It's like, gosh, it's like going to a, uh, a buffet where you can, you know, pick anything you want. You know, like, <laughs> And my place has been overflowing with wonderful people like yourself. You're very inspirational. The fact that you just took that plunge and decided I'm going to be a professional improviser, applied improviser, is just beautiful, I think. And you're reaching so many people. Do do you ever feel like you get more out of it than they do, than your students?
0: Uh, I do. uh, You mean I get more than uh, what they do uh, for my students?
1: maybe personal satisfaction sometimes i feel as a teacher um that i get so much from teaching and seeing them smile or do whatever or have a discovery moment that it's, it's just fulfilling how what's your approach on that
0: yeah, yeah 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 that's that's right that's right like uh especially when doing like uh, the uh, uh case challenging or when they are in the games and uh, really i when i observe their behavior it's fascinating they get they have so many great ideas yeah. <laughs> they want to try they don't practice no matter it's the school students or it is uh, the adults but they, they, they want <laughs> they, they want to try new different things.
1: So um, what, what's a class with you like? Say it's a beginner class, okay? And what mm. is the first, do you, ever, do you ever talk in the beginning? I, of course, we like to get them playing right away. But do you ever talk about, you know, boundaries or expectations or how do you start a class? That's what I'd like to know.
0: Yeah, I, I will send their survey form and uh, ask their biggest challenges uh, if they, they bring their, uh, challenges, um, uh, and then it's very motivate them to practice what I can, uh, they can learn from the workshop and, uh, their expectations they would bring to the workshop. And then I would start design the workshop to customize, to, to fit, uh, uh-huh. meet their expectations. And in the workshop that they, I think they may change their learning goal. So. I, I want them to change their learning goal because come to the improv workshop, especially apply improv workshop, uh, solving the problem is not always the first priority. Uh, find the new thing, new thoughts, find the new ways of thinking. Uh, it's always like priority. I have to remind them. Like, uh, so they started, like I started always from like, for some like real last morning's games to warm up uh, and then ask them what they want, what they what they are expecting for like the rest of time. And uh, I started from by introducing, uh, off, uh, accepting offers, CSN status, uh, and some access from Viola Spawning, case Johnstone, uh and then uh, the basic uh, principles of the debriefing, uh, facilitating uh side coaching. Uh, and then we went on some like, uh, uh, like how would you use uh, improv or apply improv uh, as a tool uh, for your class. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of uh, different uh, exercises uh, uh, I will ask them to practice and uh, uh, sometimes they would uh, facilitate us. Like uh, it's always no player, no play in that workshop, like uh, there's no teachers in this workshop. Uh, I want them to play or pick up some games just to facilitate all side cultures. Great. So we see how that go- goes. Yeah. And then later on we have the wrap up. Uh, the wrap up is like a, like a, we would have them like a practical case, case challenge. I would divide them into two or three different groups and each group would have, uh, have to offer a challenge, like means, means like uh, we have this problem or we have that problem or this is problem. And each team solve the problem for each other.
1: <laughs> Great, it's wonderful. Wait, I would love to take a yeah. class with you. I think it would be a lot of fun. Don't you, Landon? Yeah. Oh, 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 oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. We <laughs> really do. Well, I am just enchanted with your work. I hope we get to play together. Maybe sometime later on we could even do a scene together or a game. And um, I love the work that you're doing and spreading out. And I I really like the way the whole world is coming together. Improv is shown to be improvisers and shown to be so resilient facing the challenges of the pandemic and yet growing beyond it. Um, and I know you're doing a lot to spread the word and, uh, It was just fantastic meeting you today and again maybe we'll be in a workshop together sometime do you have anything to say to maybe somebody that's thinking about improvising and but not sure do you have any like words that you would say to that person
0: uh what what were the words Uh, Uh, i would say to that person
1: yeah what would you say to somebody who's thinking about improv improvisation maybe they think they're too old to do it or you know, they don't look great or whatever. They're not pretty enough. They're not strong enough. You know, people that might have some self-confidence issues. And so they're afraid of trying something like improv, which we know would help them. But what kind of words would you say to someone like that?
0: Well, uh, I would say um, uh, there is a very interesting exercise, uh, you know, improv, like over accepting. (laughs) You are over totally accept what's the other people. So they would feel that, uh, okay, I could do this. I could do that. I really can break, break out my routine. I really can change my the way I'm thinking. So it's all like energy comes from like uh, inspiration come from improviser itself. If you want to sh- like influence others, you have to o- over accept for the people, uh, for the things around you. <laughs> right. It's like, it's like uh, when I was teaching uh, the very first improv workshop in uh, in prison. For that, it's like uh, for those kind of thing. I look at those people. They don't like they don't like what they are doing, and um, they don't know what I'm doing. So I was very like uh, frustrated at the first moment. But we started like a game, like uh, like have people together, like uh, draw their intention, attention, respect them wholly, totally accept everything. What's happening over there? So, uh, then like uh, the nervous nervousness comes away, goes away from my body. So I started to be really like in a moment, in a moment. If I feel like comfortable, everyone else in this uh, like improv thing or workshop will feel comfortable, uh, comfortable and uh, confidence. Right. Yeah.
1: That's so yeah. important. And so important. Well, I can't wait till you come back to the States again because I'm not planning to go to China anytime soon. I don't have enough frequent flyer miles. <laughs> Although I would love to. I would love to. So I want to salute you and thank you for the work that you're doing and for doing this interview today. So I think we're going to maybe sign off for now and we'll let people know how to get in touch with you through Facebook. Okay. And um, so thank you again for being here.
0: Thank you.
2: Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the podcast and look forward to you joining us next time on Improv Interviews with Margot Escott.